Hi, how are you? It's Sean Keyes from You, Me and BPD. On this week I have a, a guest that we kind of always are guesting on each other's podcast. It's Mark McCormick from the Clockwork Junkie podcast. And uh, he was asking me questions there last week about um, my illness. So I asked him to come on because I know Mark has depression himself. And he's uh, managing his own depression there for years. So I thought it would have been a, a good idea to actually have someone on who has depression because... I personally never had depression and I don't know an awful lot about it. So I'd like to have someone on who actually lives with depression every day and manages it in the way he can manage it, I suppose. So, uh, Mark, how are you? Not too bad, Sean. Thank you for having me on again. Much appreciate it. No, no, it's great. You're, uh, you're, we're like fucking two peas in a fucking carrot field. Um, you know, so, um, tell me a bit, Mark, if you don't mind, tell me a bit about, um, about yourself? Um, well, I'm a former child kidnapper um, from Romania and I moved to Ireland last year. There's I don't know, I mean, look, I, I, <laughs> I, I grew up <clears throat> normally in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, good childhood, everything was fine. Um, had a couple of jobs. I was in the military for five years. I ran my own driving instruction business and also for four years worked in the pharmaceutical industry in the quality department for 11 years. Um, went to college as a mature student, got a degree, loads of friends, had loads of healthy relationships. Mm. Um, you know, kind of a confident guy, witty, funny, loads of friends, able to socialize. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, just a normal... Normal, okay. Uh, normal, if, if not slightly more handsome than the normal person, but normal yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> a fairly typical upbringing. Um, yeah, I, I would say, yeah. Right, okay. So, you you know, I suppose today is about depression. Um, so I'm going to be chatting to you about depression, even though we do have a bit of a laugh, more or less, um, as much as we can. Um, you were You were diagnosed with depression, is that right? Correct. Right. And would you say what led you to um, becoming depressed? I really don't know, <clears throat> to be honest. I, I remember uh, I, I went to a psychiatrist to speak to them um, and I wanted to see could I get some answers off them. Um, and it was whatever it was, 10 or 12 sessions. And by the end of it, there was nothing really that had happened that would have caused the person, you know. There was no like physical or sexual or verbal abuse. There was no um, <clears throat> neglect, uh, you know. Like I, I hadn't survived the airplane crash that killed 25 others. It was just a normal, typical young man mm. um, who had success in his career. And I don't really know what caused it <clears throat> 100%. Um, I have my ideas, which I can go into in a minute, but I mean, officially, at the end of a psychiatry session or therapy session, we came up with nothing that would have caused it, you know. Um, I knew that uh, there was something wrong when I was just waking up during the night and I couldn't go to sleep again. I was exhausted during the day. Um, I I was forgetting things. I found that things that I used to love to do, I didn't love to do anymore. Um, you know, not going to places that I said I was going to go because I didn't want to hassle. Whereas, like, that time last year, I'd be the first one there organizing it. 
And they were running small things. And I kind of felt over a period of time, I said, look, maybe I might have a bit of depression. And I remember clearly looking up depression and what it was. And obviously, I, I knew what it was, but I was looking for specific traits and specific um, actions that someone does when they have depression. And I, I had decided within a couple of minutes that I didn't have it. Right. So, <clears throat> I, I went on with my life for about two more years and all the things that I described just got worse and worse and worse. And my head got fuzzier and fuzzier and fuzzier. And I was fucking, you know, nearly everything was a struggle. It was a struggle to brush my teeth in the morning. Everything was a struggle for ages. And then I remember one time, and this is when I knew myself I had depression before I even talked to anybody. I had an apartment down by the River Shannon in Athlone Town here in Ireland. Beautiful apartment. I was on good money working well. And I just hadn't felt right for weeks, if not months on end. Really, really bad feeling. I, I, not a bad feeling, just... I, I didn't feel like myself. I felt like I was an avatar in someone else's body. I remember I said, look, I said, I'm going to go out to the bathroom, put some cold water on my face, and I'm going to, um, you know, just kind of kind of knock myself out of the funk, if you like. But when I looked into the mirror, I didn't recognize myself. And I, 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 obviously, I knew it was me. I wasn't hallucinating or anything whatsoever at all. I knew exactly it was me. Well, I could see my eyes, and I looked tired. I looked jaded. I looked worn out. I looked everything that could be possibly negative. And even my face didn't kind of look like my face. It hadn't the same smile or kind of, you know, dibblement or giddiness in my eyes. And I said, okay, there's something fucking wrong here big time. How did I feel? Um, oh, it was the worst feeling in the world. Because, like, I would have been fairly confident all of my life anyways. I, I would have been... Um, any situation that I had to deal with in my life, I felt I'd done it with as much ease as it could possibly have been done. Um, I was I was very black and white person. I, I you know, I, I don't, um, you know, I wouldn't get involved up in gossip or he said, she said, or, you know, I'm all just what's the facts. And when, when I looked in and I seen this and I was looking at myself and the way I felt and I said, okay, I said, this is going to be, this isn't something that I'm going to knock off or that I'm going to fix in a day or two, that this is here for a while. And I just knew there was something wrong 100%. And also, I suppose, what I didn't mention was <clears throat> there'd be times where I'd be sitting down on the chair and I'd have to look down at my hands and I'd have my two fists clenched so tight that my knuckles, my top two knuckles that you'd punch with, for example, they were pure white, which I later termed white knuckliness. Mm. Um, and I felt at times as well, like, you know, obviously I wasn't wearing a helmet, if, but for purpose of this story I pretend I was wearing a helmet it was like there was a visor coming down over my head all of the time um, and I felt I didn't feel myself I was having uh, <clears throat> like I'd, I'd wake up during the night and I'd say right I'd know on the spot that I haven't full control of my body as in I can't make myself go asleep this is it was a little bit stronger than me at that given time and I, I look, it's not, look, I just go to sleep and that's it. And it was like kind of what you said, you have to take the horse out for a gallop. Like it was just, I said, look, this is going to be here for a while. At this moment in time, it's stronger than me. I said, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to seek help. And, and that's kind of where it all started with me, you know? Mm. So you, sir, you were saying there like it was two years. So basically you, you, you could trace your steps back two years and then it was two years later when it kind of, when you couldn't recognize yourself. The two yeah, years previous, 
Two years previous to that, what we'll say, what was happening in your life, or did anything happen at all that you can recall? No, well, like as we were saying there, like that, you know, like there was no physical or sexual or emotional mm. abuse or anything like that. But but what I come to, if I had to give a reason for it, and I don't know. First of all, the correct science behind it. It's very um, contradictory, no matter, mm. depending on which paper you read. And I have read papers from many uh, established universities. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if, if a lot of it is, um, you know, built into your DNA. Uh, I, I, I don't know if some people are more susceptible than not. But if, if I had to give a layman's reason for why I felt that the depression came, um, it would have been death by a thousand cuts. So <clears throat> it wouldn't have been one thing. It would have been probably one million things. Right. So <clears throat> I remember like um, where I'd be, okay, let me give you a couple of examples to make it easy. Okay, so I'm sitting down and I have two friends and the three of us are talking about something. And one of the friends says to have an idea and this idea is brilliant and me and the other friend decide to help them and do everything we can. So then when that friend leaves then, who had the idea, the other friends would say to me, like, did you ever hear such nonsense in your life? That fellow's a clown. He shouldn't be doing that. And I'd be thinking, my God, how could you ever be trusted again? Like, you were there, you know, like, like you're saying something, but you're doing the opposite. Mm. So <clears throat> I always put that down to I start calling it in the end saying you're not a real person because you're 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 doing you're saying like you're completely you're completely contradicting everything that you say. You do the complete opposite all of the time. And I found there were so many people in friendships and in work and everywhere that was so bad to other people. Now I'm not saying they were bad to me because they weren't. As I said, I was a young, confident young man. Mm. Um, so I would rarely get the brunt of anything, if ever. I don't think I ever would. <clears throat> but um, I just found that uh, people were disingenuous all of the time. Um, if if I sat down with you to have a meal, and if you were rude or if you were um, degrading to the waiter, well, we can't go for a meal again, you know? Just because you're nice to me doesn't mean anything. And I found the more people... And then people even close to me as well, I said, I just remember thinking, <clears throat> everybody's contradicting themselves, that they're not, um, they're not, uh, they're, they're saying something at this avatar that they're projecting to the world. But they're, they're, they're not that thing at all. It's, it's just only words. You're, like, if, it was like, if, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Shallow Hell. If everybody's seeing the reflection for the person that they are, beauty would be a completely different thing. Yeah, honesty yeah. would be a different thing, and trustworthiness would be a different thing. <clears throat> so, well, they did say I, I I remember a person saying years ago, if everyone was honest, nobody talked to each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then of course there was um, like I see all the stuff going on in the world where like you know people are hungry all the time, mm. and people are starving, people don't have enough medicines. Um, charities trying to set up to help people and then the charities taking money for themselves. Um, you know, people not letting people in over borders. There is no borders. There's all the one world. You know, you see Americans not letting people in over, you, know, you can't become an American because we're Americans. We're Americans. You're not Americans. He came from Europe, champion. The only people that are Americans are Native Indians. Nobody else are American Indians. Everyone else is an immigrant in that country. Everybody. 
and and and, born immigrants. and even if you go back if you go so, back far enough we we all came from Tanzania so hundred <laughs> percent every single person in the whole world theoretically we're all Africans <laughs> if if you go back long enough in your chain yeah. of your life in your family tree you have a great 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 grandmother of say how many graces you want your mm. great grandmother who was a strong black woman everybody. It was alive and yeah, this world yeah. there, but wherever we live, that is the case. Well, as the, I, I heard a great one. If you, if you if you had a photograph of your, you know, every photograph laid out side by side, I know it can't be done, but I heard a brilliant one from um, uh, I can't think of who it was, but um, he said if you if you had a photograph of every person, like your father, his father, his father, his father, all the way back, he says eventually you'd have a photograph of a fish, you know. Yeah. So, um, but either way, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm veering away. I'm veering away. Um, we always do that when we talk. We always do that. No, I'll tell you the one thing that's sticking out in my mind is this: is is that uh, it's like as if somehow you're angry with the world, and depression in and of itself is anger inwards. That's what I was asking a psychologist once about depression, and he said, I said to him. You know what is depression? What, what, like, what, you know? And as you said earlier on, give it to me in layman's terms, because I wouldn't be what they call the most intelligent person on the planet. And he said to me, to be very simple, he says, depression is anger inwards. He says it's the body attacking itself. I went, oh, right. So, would you say then you're angry? Like it, when you're saying you were, you, it's what's coming across to me then is you were looking at the world. And you just weren't happy with it. Would that be right? Well, well, yeah. Well, then you see, I then, of course, don't believe in God either. So this is part of this is all part of the same sentence. So hmm. I, I don't believe in God either. I was brought up as a Catholic because that's where I was born. Um, I decided when I was a young age, like which God is real, <clears throat> that if I was born in in a Pakistan, I'd be Muslim. If I was born in India, I'd be um, Hindu or whatever the case yeah. would be. Uh, yeah, whatever. But, but, uh, so it was all down to geography. like. And then I, I, I said, like, for sure, and everyone's going around believing it and there's no proof whatsoever. And then I done a bit of looking into it, especially when I got older in my 20s. And I said, no, I just don't believe that anymore. Mm. That was fair enough. <clears throat> and then it annoyed me how stupid people were that they believed. This is what I said in my head at the time, that they believed. But like, it wasn't that like um, <clears throat> like everyone in Ireland would say that everyone who doesn't believe in Jesus was stupid, and everyone who didn't believe in Jesus, in a bit, like if if I went to the heart of China, for example, they'd think that Christians were stupid. Mm. So like, even the people in the world can't agree of what you know, and and there's billions going against each other, and and you know, I I remember one time I was sitting down and I watched this uh, program. And it was about a girl that went missing. And they were going to go and look for the girl somewhere in the States. And like they had a really good kind of um, community there. And they all came together. And they were telling the story afterwards. They ended up finding the girl. But they spent an hour <clears throat> praying before they went looking. And I, I just thought, are you fucking clowns? Get out and look for it. You know, I was just... Mm. People were just so fucking silly, you know, and then people were saying, well, what's for you won't pass you. People would be saying, um, 
But did you know, all like, this? Um, oh, was all of this then making you like? What were you feeling about mm-hmm. all of this? What were you? Lonely, loneliness. Right. Okay. Okay. Wasn't anger at all. Mm. It was like obviously I get anger. I might have a bit of anger here and there for a second, but it was loneliness because everyone was go, like I felt. Uh, either I, I'm wrong 100% and everyone else is right or everyone else is wrong and I'm right so the chances of everyone else being wrong and I'm right is slim to none probably 0% but I still knew that nobody knew for a fact God existed I still knew that I was right that there's children starving in the world I still knew that men were beating up their wives and women were getting raped I still knew that you know people were caught in but they were alcoholics and caught in drugs and that no one really gives a fuck about helping anybody Really, there is some organisations that get together and they try to help. But in the grander scheme of things, mm. every single person is just out for number one. And obviously, look, we all know that, and it's not to get too upset about, and it's not that you know. But it was just like um, you you kind of hear this thing where people say that they're woke. You know, I I I would never say I'm woke at all whatsoever. Um, maybe I thought it for a while in my early in my late twenties, early thirties, but not not now. Um, and I just looked around, and it it, it was like Sean that the rose-tinted glasses have been taken off and I've seen everything for what it was. Now, I wasn't going around thinking about this all the time. I was going about my, my day. Right. I was going about my day like anyone else. And to talk to me, you wouldn't think anything was going on. <clears throat> and I remember, like, you know, and then I started thinking, like, no matter what anyone is saying, it's probably not true. No one's really saying what they think. And mm. I used to say what I thought, mm. okay? Mm. So let's say I'm talking to you and you love talking about bacteria and you love talking about mm. stuff like that. So let's say I'm talking to you and me and you are talking about bacteria and I'm saying, oh, I've, I've read all the posts, John, that you put up and it's really, really interesting and I find it fascinating. I'd love to talk to you about it. And then you were giving me information and I said, Sean, I'm really, really interested in that, you know? Mm. Like that would have been my honest opinion and you would have thought that I was sound. But if I thought it was shit and I said, no, look, I think you're talking, I, I, I don't think you know what you're talking about. I, I think you're after going down at rabbit hole to one thing, but you don't really know what you're talking about. And I, I, I read some of your posts and I didn't like them. Mm. Now you'd have a bit of a kind of a cross to bear with me, you know, you'd have an axe to grind with me then, you know. But like, that's only because I'm not getting into your bubble and embracing everything that you want in life. But why should I have to do that? I I I, no, believe, no. I don't think you do. I don't think, and I know this isn't um, me to you, as as they say. I well, of I, not. No. I don't think you do. I I I would have people who would say, um, they, you know, they completely think I'm bonkers, um, to want for a better word, and I completely agree with them, um, because why 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 wouldn't I? I mean, if someone's going around talking about bacteria all the time, you sound like a fucking madman on a box on the, on the street with a beard preaching mm. about something that nobody can see. Um, the end is nigh. The end but, is nigh. <laughs> um, but, but if you bring a figure, like that's just you, Sean, right? But mm. I'm talking about everyone who I knew, family and friends, all other people. Yeah. I found that if you weren't sitting down agreeing with every word that they said, you're a prick. Like I know people who are close to me and they say, I'm so, so hard to deal with, you know? Even now, today, mm. that, that I'm hard to deal with, that I'm, sometimes I'm hard work, that, uh, you know, sometimes I'm hard to talk to. And look, I'm not right about everything, you know? If, if, if I'm right around 50-50, that's probably average enough. But I've noticed, and I, this is like, I, you know, I look, 
I'm not the most intelligent, but I'm conscientious enough. I've noticed that I'm only a prick or hard to get on with when I'm not agreeing with every fucking word someone else is saying. Yeah, 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 I get That's you. It. Yeah. Like, I, if, if, you know, I, I was sitting down talking to somebody there a couple of days ago, and, uh, like, it was a situation where, um, you know, I was doing something because they asked me, and then they weren't ready. And I, I mentioned it, and then I was afraid. Very hard as I'm Why am I driving at someone? I'm not. <laughs> this is only fucking last week, like. Yeah. I'm not. I said, like, that's like you sent me, Mark, will you do this podcast? And I'm saying, yes, Sean, I will, no problem. You sent me, Mark, can we do it at 12 o'clock today? And I'm saying, yes, Sean, I do it at 12 o'clock today, no problem. And then I said, I will ring you at 12 o'clock. Now I'm ringing you at 12 o'clock, there's no answer. And I'm doing it for an hour, and I'm here, and I'm sitting down with my mic and my podcast on, and I'm trying to get ready to talk to you. And then you ring me in three days' time saying, oh, yeah, sorry about that, I actually forgot. And then I was out last night with the lads. Yeah. Well, then it's uh, I'm okay then to say, well, listen, that's not professional enough. You you sh- shouldn't have done that, Sean. Mm. But you can't be tick with me then for saying that. But I I find that people are like that. People, I found people are going around in their own little bubble that the whole world revolves around them. And I understand, that, of course, everyone's world revolves around them because it's their world they're living in. But I just found that people were lying all the time. People were talking about people behind their other be behind their back. See, people always down through my life for whatever reason told me stuff because I know that I wouldn't say it back or that they could tell me stuff mm. and that was since I was really really young and I used to think that was cool when I was a teenager and all the boys and girls would tell me stuff that no one else would tell me but through all that I, I was finding that people are fucking lying all the time people aren't doing what they're saying they're going to do people are actually conniving finding ways to connive to get one up and shit on each other all of the time I found like people going around then believing in God then saying oh yeah and he died on the cross from us and he didn't and 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 uh, People are not believing in evolution, and oh, you know, and 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 then people are starving in the world, and there's people, you know, no one gives a shit. You walk outside and see someone homeless, then the person passed away, and they say, "Oh, isn't he a lovely gossip? Wasn't he really, really nice?" But why didn't you fucking do something then? Why didn't you do something? You have young men and women going around killing themselves every five minutes. They're only a statistic. Just fuck all one of them. And we're supposed, to, and then so so there was that side of it going on. And I just found everything was a contradiction on itself. And everything was nonsense. Absolute fucking nonsense. And I was in the middle of it. And I had to shut my mouth <clears throat> and be nonsense as well. So I found it very hard to do that, number one. Then number two, and I make the argument about this, and I don't know how you feel about it. I'd be very, very interested to hear your opinion. I think, and not just for me, for you, for everybody, that the way the world is set up now is an absolute holy disgrace that... Even 10,000 years ago, we would start, you know, we were hunter-gatherers, we start putting um, animals together and, you know, kind of farming them, and then we grew communities and we got stronger, and look, all that's positive. <clears throat> Your life now is to get up in the morning, go to school for about fucking 12 or 13, 14, 15 years, and then you might go to college or university. Then you're in debt to go and get a job <clears throat> that you may or may not like to work for 40, 50, 60 hours a week to pay back the loan that you got that you went to college for and keep working but trying to get a house that costs 200, 300, 400,000 trying to have kids and have a family then one of the couple has to stay home and mind the children and uh, <clears throat> they need to pay for them to go to school and you get stuff for them and there's no help for anyone whatsoever and eventually you, you retire then you hear from nobody again and then you die good luck oh wasn't Tommy sound 
Mm. And people are in the middle of this doing it. And I says, what's everyone doing? It's now, a, look, yeah. I understand the world has to run. You need food. You need, of course, I understand that. But <clears throat> people run themselves into the ground. And I was one of them. Not any more than anyone else. Not any less than anyone else. I was just, if you wanted to put the world into a bubble, I was in the world on a bubble as well. And I said, oh, this is going on, you know. Mm. And then I, I just, and, you know, these, when I say them out loud, sounds petty because, you know, I don't think I possess the words in English to describe how that made me feel like, you know, like, and then, like, I'd often try to bring it up to someone. I'd say, well, you know, this Oscar Luxure, with the help of God now, we, we, we might win a few pounds tomorrow or someone would say, sure, what are we going to do? Are we going to, um, you know, how are we going to help all the charities? You give three pounds to this people, three dollars to these boys, three euros to these boys, should you be broke? And, you know, then you'd have politicians then and the governments then and they'd be fought in down through my life, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do the other. And they never do. They never do anything. The whole thing is a fucking shambles from top to bottom. The whole thing, the whole world, the whole system, every single thing about it. You have people there trying to wear knickers and a bra on TikTok, hoping that they get famous, you know, shaking their arse. You, like you really, 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 really don't have to do that. You don't have to do it. Um, we live in a know, world, like <clears throat> we live in a world though that is entertaining. I mean, um, when you say you don't have to do that, now I've never been on TikTok. I haven't even been on Instagram. I don't know how to do these things. But one thing I do know, even though I'm not into sport, is the males get paid more money than the females. Or that was the case up until I knew. So people do want entertainment. I think, I think unfortunately, with people, the lives they live are shit. Um, you know, Mary telling Tom about Bridie is just her way of venting. Um, even though she's probably best friends with Bridie. Um, because personally myself, no more than you, I, I look at the world in black and white. <clears throat> I do look yeah. at the world in black and white and I, it's a, it's a blessing. And it's also a curse because like that, it's black and white. There is no shades of grey. So, I know I know about myself, like that, why would you lie? I'm unnatural in a sense of the truth will, will always push its way. Do I tell lies? Of course I do. You, you, you couldn't survive on a planet without telling lies here and there. But I'd be 95% telling the truth. <coughs> Excuse me. But what I found with people is this. When people are coming up to me now, because I was um, thinking about what you were saying there, People will come up to me and go, um, you know, they'll be talking away and, you know, they could be talking about somebody else that I know. And the more than yourself, I'd be like, fucking hell, Jesus Christ. But now I go, look, they're venting. That's all they're doing. And if that's what they need to do to release that little bit of stress and then they can go back to their friendship or whatever the case may be, let them off. That's how I would look at it. Because... Yeah, that's right. That's perfect. That's 100%. I'd have no argument with that. I'd agree with that 100%. Mm. Now, I believe then, of course, that's the wrong question to ask or the wrong statement. The statement is, why are they stressed? 
Well, you see, we do live in a, we, I think personally myself, because um, you did say I'd love your opinion on this. I think personally myself, we are gone a bit too far. I think we're gone. We're we're gone. We're gone. Very. We went from twenty, thirty mile an hour, if you want to put a speed onto it, sixty years ago, to two hundred mile an hour. Um, we're we're just gone too fast. I think we're after kind of jumping way ahead of ourselves, and <clears throat> what you have now is a lack of communication. A lack of we. A human being needs affection. They need touch. They do need to believe. So even though I'm atheist, you're atheist, um, human beings need to believe. So, I mean, if, if a human being believes that, you know, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a, 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 an ornament a mate of mine bought me over in Liberia, um, you know, the thinking man, that's what it is. I'm looking at that now, right? Uh, nobody can see it, but the point I'm trying to make is, now, if I actually, will say, wanted to worship that and say, well, this was a gift from Liberia, from a friend of mine, and uh, it's called the Thinking Man, and I'm actually going to make that into something that I'm going to worship and be a better human being, why not? It's only if I'm going around to people going, listen, you need to start kissing this fucking mur- the Thinking Man, and this is the future. And that's the problem with religion, I find. We do need to believe. Um, when you can anchor yourself to a belief, you tend to work out better. That's one thing I know about the mind. Um, but again, I believe we're gone too far. We're gone way beyond what the human being is designed for or evolved for, whatever way you look at it. We we do need yeah, connection. I, I agree with that 100%. We're gone. Technology was in the and and and... and uh, Technology's in a Ferrari, and we're cycling a bicycle. Absolutely, I think yes. I, I think we've definitely are gone too far. And are I? I don't. I couldn't see three hundred years from now, which is mental. I couldn't see three hundred years from now, and I know this is on a different level. But as a yeah. species, I just think we're gone beyond what we should have went. I, um, you know, we really did uh, super exceed anything that was uh, necessary. People love the simple. People love simplicity, as you said. You know, you're more or less. You didn't say the words, but I was taking it as a rat race. It's a rat race now. Um, I don't believe in that. In the sense of everyone gets up every day, goes to work. They're trying to get kids. It's a nightmare now because parents now have to become teachers and try and teach their kids at home. That's more stress. The amount of stress that's um, increasing even with this pandemic, is more and more and more. And I just don't think we're um, able for that, if I'm being honest. And the one thing people always want is, when they're finished with something, is to go on a retreat. When they, sh- they, sh- they should try and live in, my- and I hate the word should, but I'm being honest, they should try and have their life as a retreat, so then you never have to go to a retreat. And they're bursting their bollockses, to try and get two weeks on a holiday every year. That's how I would look at life. I, I I try to make sure my life is holidayed on a day-to-day basis. And that way I don't have to go to yeah. uh, Santa Panza or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. But it, it, Just on the atheist thing, like I, I wouldn't say I'm an atheist. I'd say I'm an agnostic because I don't know if there's something else after this or not. Um, 
Well, I know oh, yeah. just as much as anybody else, which is we don't know. No, I completely don't. I don't believe, like, absolutely. I wouldn't be agnostic. I completely, no. Even though I talk about Jesus a lot, because he's a sound, good man, whatever the case may be, in a sense, but um, I just believe he believed, and that's good enough. There's, that's belief in its own right. But, back to depression. Um, are you medicated for depression? I, I got tablets, um, <clears throat> uh, couple of years ago and there were I can't fucking I can't remember the name of them now but there were um they were to boost up my um you probably know the word quicker than I know it. Serotonin um, yeah. Serotonin yes yes SSRIs yeah. <clears throat> so um I I went on them I, I don't know if they were helping or not mm. um I really don't know if they were helping or not um they were definitely, I, I don't think they were doing any harm, but I don't know if they were helping or not. And I never looked at them as a coach or that, oh, I forgot to take one today, so my God, I better get up and, you know, if I, you know, I have to go home and take one now. If I didn't take one, I didn't take one. You know, it, was, it, it uh-huh. never became a coach. It never, I never looked at it as a cure. If you didn't take one, would your day change in your experience or would it have been, did you notice? <clears throat> uh, no, not if it, if it was a day or two. If it was like a week, I know it because um, it's actually unhealthy just to stop. I would be on 20 mg's of them. So if, if I want to go off them, I have to do it properly. I have to go to 15 mg's for a month and then 10 mg's and five and wean off them that way. Okay. Because there can, you can get some combat. That's only, it's the medical side of it. It's not the mental side of it. Mm. You know? um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I'm actually going off them this year. Um, I was chatting to the doctor already. I was, I was chatting to him in, um, oh, just nice. before Christmas there. And I said, look, I, I want to go off them. And we had a chat for about an hour. And he says, yep, yeah, absolutely. Because we're too talk. How are you? Mm. Ask me loads of questions and all that. He says, yeah, 100%. But he said, I prefer you to go off them, not in the winter, when it's summertime. Because a lot of people go off them. You used to go off them during the winter time, And there's very little vitamin D around them. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know, people in general feel down during the, you know, winter months anyway. So if you do it in spring and summer, it's not the easier. I didn't argue, right? Because, yeah, look, that's no problem at all. So what's the but, process? Um, <clears throat> um, that's that's interesting. What What is your process, so for weaning off the medication? What What are you going I, to be I'm doing? On, I'm on 20 mg, so when the ones I have now are gone, um, I think they're gone in February, and I just, um, next month, uh, and then I just had to go back out and order them, but I had to make an appointment to see him, and he said, you still want to go off them? I said, yes, and he said, okay, I'm going to give you a month's supply of 15 mg now. And then come back and you'll see how you are then. And I'd say, look, I'm fine. Okay, I'll give you a month's supply of 10 mg and a month's supply of 5 mg. Okay. And then after that, then stay off them for two weeks and come back and have a chat to see you. Okay. And then that's grand. Just check in every so often, you know. Um, <clears throat> so basically but, then what you're going to be doing is you're going to be winding them down or weaning them down, I suppose. And then yeah, yeah. you're going to keep a close contact with the doctor then for a period of time to make sure that when you're off the medication that everything's okay. Yeah, well, that's that's in theory. I, 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 I won't be doing any of that. I'll, I'll just be, I'll be getting the 15, 10, 5, and then I'll just go about my life. And if it gets really, really bad and depression comes back, I will go and say, look, it's hard to come back, and then I have to go back up on 5, 10, 15, 20 again. Okay. Um, that's slow, no, like, yeah. just to be, the things that I was telling you there about, like, um, you know, like, 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 I don't know where my depression came from. That's the most important mm. thing from this, <clears throat> is that, 
I don't know where I came from. I was just telling you things that was annoying me. Like when I said death by a thousand cuts, I gave mm. a couple of examples. Um, a, a lot of people might think that, uh, you know, um, you know, sure, look, them things go on in my life every day. I used to go about my life. But what I found then as well was work. I couldn't seem to find a job or not what people say, you find a purpose or your love in life. I don't believe in that shite. I, I, I just couldn't find a job that I enjoyed for a long, long periods of time. And not only that, it went to the other extreme. I remember getting up for work in the morning and my stomach was turning. I just didn't want to go. It was sucking the life and soul out of me. Now, at, at the time, I was doing a lot of night shifts and my, 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 my biological clock was all over the place. Um, but, you know, so I kind of, to be honest with you, put it down to that because that's all the information I had at the time. I, I later upgraded that to, I just hated work because even when I was doing day shifts in my later years, I just, I remember my stomach turned, like I could get motivated for a month or two. And then I'd still be motivated, John, in life, but I wouldn't be motivated to do that job. I just couldn't find a job that had, that made me feel alive at all. Now, you said now, and I'm, going, I'm just going to go, because uh, for the viewers listening that don't know you, you would say it. So you were in the army. You were in the Irish army. Yeah. And you, yeah. Were, you went from that then, am I correct, into teaching people how to drive? Yeah, when I, when I, when I was finished up in the army, I'd done a driver's instruction course with the Irish School of Motor. And so the day I left the army, the following day, I went on holidays for two weeks. And when I came back then, I started um, a driving instruction business. Right. And you went from that then to what else? I had a couple of little jobs in between that. I, I, I tried out this magazine business. I did security a few times. I yeah. worked in a hotel. But this is all over the space of about a year. Okay. And then I said, look, I, I, I said one thing that I, that I had never done. Now, this is at the time when I wasn't depressed. This is mm. the time where I was trying out new stuff. I said, I, I never went to college. I said, I should have probably went to college. And I said, I wonder if I find a career somewhere of a place that's just opening up and maybe get in there and do well and then go back to college and, and see if I get promoted. And nice. I said, look, I'm going to give myself five years to do all that. And I said, it was a little goal or something mm. that I wasn't sure if I could do. Um, so by by two years, I had all that done. I had my degree. I was in a place and I got promoted. Um, right. And, and, but and, that didn't... Was that then... Because the, the reason I'm, I'm kind of pausing is this, is you have a diverse, yeah. you had a very diverse, we'll say, career. Well, because I'm looking for stuff that mm. I fucking might enjoy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you couldn't find anything, we'll say, that you mm. enjoyed, we'll say, in well, any of them. When I decided that I wanted to go into the army, I yeah. thought that's all I'd ever want to do. Okay. Um, and, and I got it. And I did it, and I liked it. And then I got bored. Right. And then I said, I'd, I'd like to run my own business. What could I do? And I seen an opportunity for driving instruction. I remember two years before I started it, like I was on a five-year contract in the Army, so I was about three and a half years in. Mm. And I said, when I'm finished here, I'm going to start a driving instruction business. I was only fucking 22, John, you know? Right. And I said, right, I'm going to do it. I said, how would I do that? Now, that seems impossible for me. And I said, look, how would I do it? I, I, I was out of the Army three weeks and I was given lessons fully qualified driving instructor I've done that for a couple of years I got bored of that but here's another thing mm. society wants you to be pigeonholed you know now explain pigeonholed will you explain pigeonholed because I don't even know what that means pigeonholed is um, 
So like your you spread cars, mm. you're a family man and you have borderline personality disorder. That's right. your pigeonhole. Um okay. uh, people are pigeonhole like society always wants to put you into a box, like you know, this is what you do, what's your career? Like I said at the start, you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, whether it be a solicitor, a lawyer, mm. and that's your job then after 65, 70, you retire, you may or may not have a few pounds, and then you see how you remain in years. Like, right. And I'm not saying that that I, you know, am, am com- combative and that I don't want to be pigeonholed. I'm a pigeonholed, or I, I, if I found something that I loved, but the stuff that I thought that I would love, everything that I tried, I did love for a period of time. So mm. I was right. And the second that I found that I wasn't loving it, I, I, I didn't leave straight away. I always try to find things or try to find new opportunities in the area that I'm in and, and, and see could I reignite my passion for it that way. Mm. And when it wasn't working, I actually think, and I don't know if people agree with this or not, but a, a lot of philosophers have said it as well, that he is brave who when realizes he's not happy has the courage to make a move. And I've done that loads of times. Absolutely. And people would say, People would say to me, oh, uh, I remember a fellow saying to me one day, oh, you see, that's it. He says, you just can't find a job that you stick to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. This guy was driving taxis for 35 years. I, I like, you know, and he loved that job. That's fair enough for him. If I was doing a job I loved, I would have done it. But, well, like, you know, like, I'm not staying yeah. somewhere to be unhappy for anybody to say, oh, yeah, <laughs> isn't he sound? I don't, <laughs> I don't care what anyone else thinks of me. Well, like, but I can, I can, I can, I'm 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 jumping in on you because I can actually I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I um I was asked in my own job, I do spray cars, I didn't know what pigeonholed meant. I can't be pigeonholed. Um I literally cannot be pigeonholed from what you said the definition of pigeonholed is. Um for loads of reasons. I don't like to be held down, I don't like to be anything like that in life. I remember I remember asked, I was asked in work um, when I made a mistake on a car, are you ever going to get it right? And instantly, because in spraying you either get it right or you get it wrong, there is no in-between. You don't have a chance. It's, that's, it's just the way it is. And without even thinking, I said, I hope not. And I was asked, what do you mean? Well, if I ever master this trade, I'm going to leave it. I'll get bored. So just like you, yeah. I love my job because I don't know if next week I'm going to get every job perfect every time. The chances of that happening are not slim, but there's a chance it's not going to happen. So, But if you love your job, but you do love your job, mm. and you're good at it and you enjoy it, well, that's perfect. That is that is something that you found that you, that you like. Like if, for example, you won a million euros or a million dollars on the lottery to mm. do it, and I rang you in two weeks' time and said, Sean, you wouldn't do me a favour. I, I, I'd like you to spray my car. You'd be delighted because you, even though you don't need the money to do it, because you enjoy doing it. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. But even For, even with that, yeah. I, I remember a fellow saying to me one day, you're a painter. I says, I'm not a painter. You're a painter. I says, no, I'm a person who paints. I'm not a painter. I don't, I don't yeah. align myself to being a painter. I says, what happens if my fucking hands are gone? But I, who am I then? I can't. So I'm I'm in I'm in agreement with you because if you don't find something that absolutely sits well with you, well, that can lead to depression. And I was in a job once in a hotel in in uh, I won't mention any names, mm. 
and we had a manager that interviewed me. They were so nice. Uh, it was all so positive. It was really, really good. And uh, I, I, I started there and I was working there and I met a few people and, you know, like, I kind of, you know, I, I just got them on the spot. I, I'm grand. I'm not afraid to do a bit of work. And at one time, I, I walked out. I was there on my first or second day, maybe third day. And I seen one of the guys who worked there, he would have been intelligent-wise. He came across as a bit slow. But he was a lovely, genuine man. At the time, he was about 15 years older than me. And I seen him making a small mistake. And I seen the manager who interviewed me, who was so nice, going over and, like, giving out stink, you know. Why are you doing this? And are you ever going to get this right? And fuck's sake. And da, 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 da. <clears throat> so I quit. There and then, I called the manager over. I said, I quit. He said, what? I couldn't believe it. I said, you cannot talk to another human being like that. I said, I'm not going in here trying to push myself and work really, really hard for the likes of for you or the likes of you. Even though it wasn't said to me. I said, nice. it's a fucking straight. I had a dicky bow on that I got in the fucking as a porter. Mm. I just took, took it off. I handed him. I called him into the office. I said, I'm leaving. And that was it. And I left that there. So it's an absolute disgrace. That's what I'm like as a person. I, 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 you know, that's the way I do things. Um, it's, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Like some people will suck it up and wait until they get something else. And but like, for for me, it's so hard to do that because if I feel so passionate about something, I just can't. Go, like I couldn't work for them when I seen what they were doing there. There was another job I was in before, and I was debating whether to leave or not because it was a big job. I was given a two-year contract to do a certain thing, and it was done in nine months. And then I was just working there then. And one of the guys who was there um, was carrying, no more than myself, was carrying a bit of weight. And there was a big competition coming up in four months, like a white collar or a blue collar boxing thing. And he decided to train and enter a fight and try to get sponsorship to help a charity. Mm. And the place where I work said that they'd given 500 euros as a sponsorship for for all the work that he's putting in and all the effort that he's putting in, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so he went out and purchased a T-shirt with the company's brand name on it, and that they sponsored. And he, you know, he was training like five, six days a week, he losing all the weight. A tremendous effort, I have to say. Really, really nice guy. And then three days before the fight, the company said, "We actually don't have the five hundred. This is a multi-million dollar company. Mm. We don't have the five hundred in the budget to give you for the thing." And that alone made up my mind to leave. Nothing else about my work. I said, "I'm not going to be part of this." It's like when I sit down with you and you're ignorant to the waiter because the waiter made a mistake or perhaps the waiter's English isn't great. Now, te- now, it, now technically, oh, technically, we didn't sit down and I wasn't ignorant. Let's get that one in there. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, yeah, no, but that's, that's the example. It's yeah. the same thing. You're either, you're, you're either a, a, a nice person or you're not a nice person. And I found in my life that most people weren't nice people. And I found that the people... A lot of people who come across as nice are often the most fraudulent people that you'll find. And, and I'm including family and friends as well, you know? Mm. Like, I, I was noticing stuff from all people that I know. And I was saying, my God, like, you know, and then I, I might say something that, like, let's say, for example, it was me, you, and whoever's listening to the show. And I was talking, me, you, and whoever's listening to the show. Hi, by the way. And we're all sitting down chatting. And, and, and you're talking about something really, really rude, about something that's racist or something that's really, really bad. And I said, geez, I want to be with that, Sean. And we have a conversation, you know. And then when you leave, 
I might say to the person listening to this show, I might say, I'm very surprised that Sean thinks like that. And the person will say, oh, I agree as well. I'm racist. I, I, and all of a sudden, I look weird then, you know. So then rather than me saying, okay, well, I put up with my two friends being racist uh, because they're my friends and I get some gain of their company, I'll say no. I'll push back. I'll say, let them do their own thing together. I'm out. And I found myself doing that. And obviously, I use racism as an example. I'm not mm. talking about that at all. But mm. I, I, I just found myself separating myself from all the things that were negative and all the things that were bad. And I found myself in a place of absolute loneliness. I was the loneliest man in the world, like I used to say. Mm. Um, but something inside of me, uh, I don't know what it was, said, at all times, you're doing the right thing. I don't know what that was. And the day I started to get better, or the day I, you know, like, you can't start to get better until you're rock bottom, you know that yourself. But mm. The day I started to get better was, I was sitting down in my house one time, and I remember thinking, literally for one, it was the clearest thought I've probably ever had. I said, I now realize why people kill themselves. I said, I'm so unhappy. I'm not like, oh, you're feeling down because you're sad. That's not even, there isn't a word for what I was feeling. And I said, I understand why people kill themselves. I actually could empathize with them. Like if someone came in feeling like me and stood beside me at that moment and said, listen, I'm going to jump into the Shannon and die. I would know it's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's not. They're just absolutely have their wits end and killing themselves seems like the easier way out. Did you ever feel like killing and, yourself? And, no, well, this is the thing. I, I, I think I might have mentioned this to you before. The second I caught that, instantly like that, I said, I'm not going to do that. On the spot, I said, I, I remember thinking, I said, I won't do that. And but, I thought, why, why is that then? Now, well, from a person who did try it, I'd love to know just, how someone thought that they would confident that they'd never do it. <clears throat> well, I knew that when I felt like this is how why someone would do it. At that time that I felt that, it was so clear in the sense that I wasn't even thinking about how my family would feel. I wasn't thinking about anyone else at all whatsoever. I just said, I understand how to do it and let's do it. I just decided that I wouldn't do it and with that, my 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 second thought was like this is so hard that I can't deal with it, this depression. I can't deal with it. I'm not strong enough. Um, my 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 life, you know, at that time wasn't worth living. So it's not a case of, oh, it is worth living. Look at all the things. No, in for me with the depression, it wasn't worth living. End of story. And I stand by that. And I said it's not worth living. But I just decided. I said. I'm not going to do it. If I live to be 100 years of age and it's as bad as it is now for every day for the next X amount of years until I get to 100, I said, as an experiment, I'll just see it out. Not really, I'll I, I just tough it out, you know, mm. and see what it's like and I'll experience it and see what it's like. And I remember thinking that and it was two or three days later, I just thought, Jesus, thanks for the God I thought that, you know, because I didn't have to think that. And you're look. I'm chatting to you now about depression, and you're, you know, as you said earlier on, you're coming off your medication, which is an indication that you're way further on with your depression than um, you're you're on the you're on the landing strip, as I would call it. But yeah, <clears throat> you like as you said, you wouldn't kill yourself, no. and you were willing to live to a hundred years. But yeah. what did that feel like? What did it feel like knowing that, right, now, I've no way out, because let's call it a spade a spade. Anyone that commits suicide, it's a way out. That's what it is. It's a way out. I can't handle the pain. 
And the reason that they can't handle the pain is suicide then is an option, and that's as blunt as it gets, but that's just a reality. But, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you were prepared to live for 100 years with that pain. So yeah, that's fascinating to me as to think you're going to live with that pain for a hundred years. What was the, like, what was the reason? What was the actual, your mind making well, up something? <clears throat> like, when I was younger, I, I was always curious about stuff. Like, I would sit down with, like, action figures and make up a whole story, like the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings and over Sunday with different action figures and I'd have different empires and, different everything you know just when I was four or five mm. and I had a huge imagination all of my life and then I was very big into was there when I was younger was there spirits was there ghosts I was very big into space and extraterrestrials and the expansion of the universe and like that all the stuff that we think we know like you know and and, and uh, all the stuff that we think we we're not we're like one speck of sand would represent the knowledge we have compared to all the sand on the world so we really knew nothing like, so I knew that <clears throat> I was always thinking and wondering and and I knew that the way I felt now, um, I had felt that it's because the way my, my life is, it's because the way society is now, it's because of the rat race, you mentioned earlier on that it mm. looks like it's a rat race, it's, it's only a rat race, John, that we all keep running, you know, mm. um, and I just, I decided not to run anymore, I said, I'm not playing this game. So I went to the doctors and I said, I um, I have depression. I said, I will not be going into work. I want to start to say I have depression and I want some time out away from everything. I don't want to be dealing with shit. I don't want to be dealing with emails. I don't want to be dealing with phone calls. I don't want to listen to what we're going to try to do in Q2 or Q3 because I don't want to give a fiddler's fuck. Never had. And I said, I'm just going to be myself all of the time and that's it. Love me or hate me. Mm. Now, at that time, I didn't realize I'd be myself the way I am now. Um, I'm a very different man than I thought I was. But I, I just decided that I'm going to live my life as I want to live it. And I have every right to do so because 23 and a half hours is going to be agony. So I enjoy listening to music. I enjoy chatting to friends. I enjoy doing a couple of little things. So I'm going to just try to do them. And... No one knows what's around the corner. Uh, I don't think that your life is written for you. I didn't think there was a man in the sky if I prayed that would get things for me. Um, I, I, and I certainly knew that people weren't as nice as they were pretending to be. So I said, this is all on me. I said, my job in all of this is to love myself the way I would a newborn. Like, I remember when any of my sisters had a child and they were so newborn, you know, like two or three days or two or three weeks and I was holding them. Like they were just like like a big ball of goo, mm. and like I could let them go, I could let them fall, I could throw them into a fucking skip. I could. They were completely dependent on my kindness to take care of them. Mm. And I said, "Well, I'm going to do that for myself. I'm going to fall in love with myself for who I am, warts and all, and anything that I can change to make myself better." And I, I add a key point here: not for others to think that I've changed and that I, that I come across better to their narrative or in their bubble. That's gone for me. That doesn't exist. I don't give a fuck about any of that. It's how can I get better that I could be incrementally a little bit happier every month. And if that's only 0.001% every month, I'll take it. But 100 years is a long time. 
and I'll try to get a little bit better every time. Will I fuck up during this little process? Millions of times. Will I keep trying? Yes. Why not? Why not? So Give it a go. Yeah, you broke it down to numbers, which is what I love. So you basically yeah. broke it down to numbers and you said even if it's 0.001%, that's good enough for me, which is, and as it turns out, here you are coming off your own medication. When you were in your depths of despair, what would you, because I love numbers, you know, percentage zero is absolute ball of depression and 100 is really happy. When you were in your depths of despair, what were you percentage-wise? Zero. It was, I was <clears throat> and where are you today? I was in... Oh, oh, 65. That's pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, I would have said I was 85, 90. Right. But, but, uh, and so it might sound like a contradiction that I'm not as happy now as I was then. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm, like that sixty or that eighty or ninety before would have been a fake eighty or ninety. Because ah, yeah, the teenage years, yeah. Mentally, I was participating in 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 uh, the whole bubble of everything. Whereas now, I'm genuinely 65, 70 percent happy. Um, and it's it's not a diluted happy. It's not a fake happy. It's a real grounded roots happy that I worked on for ten years. Um, I still have bad days now, and like I can tell you, in the last three months, I've had about four bad days. Um, and but that's it, you know. The pandemic and epidemic, the way everything's happening, hasn't really hit me that hard. Mm. Um, I don't like to see people dying. Or of course, I don't. But just personally, um, that we're not allowed to go out drinking pubs, and we're not allowed the places and packed over town, or when you go to do shopping, or I'm okay with that. They're they're small small uh, things to me you know the, mm. the big thing to me is is a uh, you know five found like I don't know when I start coming out of depression and I don't know when I start getting better because like I said it was so small like if suppose if you'd seen me one year after I decided to you know that I, that I wasn't going to kill myself you would have noticed that I was a bit better in myself but if you had seen me every day you wouldn't have noticed it you know that's, so I, I, I can't tell you uh, on this day I felt better I just now there was often a time where I took one step forward and I took three steps back and at that point I didn't go oh what's the point I never said what's the point again at any stage ever ever at any stage never said what's the point and nor will I ever do it again with my life with mm. me like I'm me I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a human entity alive on this earth and I don't get everything wrong and I can't please everyone and I don't give a fuck and why should I care? don't get me wrong when I say I don't give a fuck I won't go around being mean to people for no reason. I I, I won't go around um, putting people out or hurting people or anything. But I lead every single day with trying to do what's right, you know? Now, will I lie? Like you said earlier on, yes. If, if, I, don't want to hurt some, if I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, I lie. If I've done something and I'm telling someone how excited I am I've done it, if they ask me why I've done it, if I don't think that they'll understand why I've done it, I might just lie something that they will, will understand. But that's okay. I don't mind doing that. But I... I I lead every day with trying to do the right thing. But I don't, like, normally with bullshit in my 20s, I'd say, hang on now for a minute and I'd have an argument. I, I, I just won't have the argument now. I don't mind. I don't mind what someone else thinks. I don't mind if people like me or don't like me. I've been through uh, noticing for years and years and years before I even knew I was depression. Everyone's talking behind each other's backs. 
everyone's saying something and doing a different thing. Everyone can only give you opinion from their perspective, you know? Mm. And as I keep saying, like, if, if, if a horse had a conversation with a fucking fish and I told them we're trying to talk about clouds, it'd be a different conversation. You can never understand because the fish is underwater. It, it hasn't got, it, it can't understand, you know, and how could the horse even begin to tell the fish about the clouds and about the sky and about, because it, it doesn't even understand the abstract thought of what that is. Now, I'm not saying that I'm cleverer than anybody else at all whatsoever. Of course I'm not. But I do understand depression. Um, that's the thing that I understand most of my life. And I understand that people can't understand it unless they have it, or unless they had it, or unless they're at that point. So you kind of let people away with an awful lot of things when you're talking because you understand that they don't understand. But So it's a frustration really like then, is it? What's that? It's a frustration, really. Then is it? Uh, n- not anymore. It's not a frustration anymore um, because I, I've got to a point where I do love. I, I absolutely fucking love myself like I would uh, a, a newborn child. I, I mind myself all the time, John. Right. I, I look after myself like 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 no man's business. Now, look, I probably should do more exercise and eat better. Um, but I mean, as in terms of mentally, I look after myself really, really well. Oh, I'm the same, I, I'm yeah. So I'm the good same. At, mm. I, and that's hard to do, you know. It's hard, hard, hard to do. Um, but I found, well, it was hard to do at the start. I found it gets easier now. Um, I I know straight away if things like, I remember there a couple of weeks ago, I was having a bad day, and I said, okay, today's a bad day. I could feel myself lethargic, tired. I could feel, not tired as in my body's tired. My mind is just worn out. I'm exhausted. I'm jaded. Um, it was just a bad day that things you know, there wasn't anything wasn't working out or wasn't anything someone said. Like, there, there's nothing that someone could say that could make me have a bad day or, or make me feel, you know, I'm having a bit of a kind of a, a depression day, if you like. I know mm. that's not a word, but like, that, that would never happen again, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it probably never happened. That, 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 them days are gone and well gone, but it was just a case of, um, you know, I, I try to make every day good for me. And uh, is that a bit selfish? Yes, it is. But I always say that like you, for example, if you don't look after yourself, you might go back a couple of steps. And that means for your wife and family, they'll get the blunt of it as well. So it's in your family's best interest for you to put yourself number one, to make yourself the best man, husband, and father and person that you can be. And that would make them better in turn. Now, I don't have a wife and family, but I do that myself as well. If I'm not on a top form, I can't help people out. I can't, you know, I, I can't be as good as, mm. as, as I could be. So it's very, very important to look after yourself. It's very, very important to love yourself. Like if you met me 12 years ago and I heard myself saying that I love myself, I'd probably kick my own ass, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's the way it is. I, I adore the ground I walk on and I, I think I'm a good guy and I'm very happy with what I do and, I, and I, I'm equally as happy making someone happy as I am as someone getting annoyed with me for telling the truth. And, and I, I don't really, I don't, this whole thing that people say but no one really does I actually fucking do it and I had to do it to get better whereas I don't take my victories too seriously and I don't take my defeats too seriously I'm kind of level level out you know and I think that's the key in life is is that um, when you say that I mean instantly I can think about when I made a mistake on painting 20 years ago um, I would go to bed Uh, I'd cry uh, go home cry go to bed and get up the next day and try again and probably make another mistake, if I'm being honest. Um, 20 years on, 
<coughs> I laugh. I don't You're laugh. Oh, completely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, fucking thankfully. Um, I, 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 I don't laugh as in laugh because I'm being unprofessional. But you just, you just, I suppose, you don't just. You have to put the work in. Um, I matured yeah. into the fact that I'm always going to make mistakes, whereas 20 years ago, I wasn't happy that I was making mistakes because it was a reflection on me. Now I know I'm going to be making mistakes for the rest of my life. Um, it's up to me how quickly I can get up afterwards or do I lie down and cry all day about it. And that's personal to me. Yeah, um, yeah get up and make another mistake, you, you know, again, um, would be my attitude. But with depression, as I said, I didn't understand depression. I, when I say I don't understand it, I I had a couple of days in my life where it just felt like there was a wet blanket on top of me and someone was pulling that blanket down and it felt horrible. It felt absolutely horrible. I won't say it was depression because I'm I wouldn't um I wouldn't pretend that I know these things when I don't. Um but the fact is then that you have worked through that over a ten year period to go from zero percent to as you just said sixty five but a genuine sixty five. You know, a genuine cancer. You can go and do an MRI scan, and you can see the cancer growing in your body. You can see it. It's okay. The tumor is after growing. It's up on your lungs. Now it's gone to your brain. With depression, you can't see that. You know, it's it's from it's from the soles of your feet to the top of your head. So you can't get the like you, you won't be able to get the depression or depression coming on. And then, as, as as you were saying, go for a cycle and cycle it off. That's not the way it works. Mm. If 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 you have depression, you have it. You know you have it. And if you get gets to a point where you know you have it, yeah. and there is no doubt that you have it. And it's there, and it's like another person that's inside you. It's like another entity that's inside you. It's like um, it's it's so vicious. It's not prejudice. It doesn't mind what religion you are, or if you aren't on you. It doesn't matter what color you are, whether you're male or female, or it doesn't give a fiddler as fuck what age you are. <clears throat> it's just it's it's a nasty, nasty, nasty way. And everyone always says, "Oh, look, there's a better way. You'll have brighter days. You'll have people should stop saying that." You know? Right. The way I talk to people with depression, I would never say, I'll oh, have better days. They have a. Listen, they don't want to hear that. What, what do they want to hear? What, at all. what would you say they do want to hear? They don't want to hear anything. Just listen. Like you, like, if, 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 if you said to me, now, listen, Mark, I'm suffering from depression, mm. I just sit down and make a cup of tea and I say, fucking hell. So That's listen. all you need. Well, you wouldn't even have the talk. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be trying to get you to talk. Well, I know what it is. Mm. I sit there and eventually you might, look, if I'm sitting down and I'm talking to someone who isn't into football and I say to them, like, uh, did you see Jesse Lingard's chip last night? They'd say, oh yeah, grand, yeah, what was he playing? Who was playing? I'd say, oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. But I'm sitting down with another United fan and I'd say, did you see Jesse Lingard's chip last night? He said, yeah, see the way I kind of swerved in the air and then your man went for the book. Now, that happened there two years ago. I said, oh, yeah, this person knows what's going on. They, they're, they're involved in it. They, they know. And then mm. you can you can straight away, you can loosen up your guard and start talking about a match in 1998 or who's going to be sold in the next year. You can bring up a million other topics about that subject. But if someone doesn't follow football, you stop talking about them immediately because you know they haven't got a clue. Start saying, and they say, Ireland or Man United or, and when are they playing now? What's that competition? I don't even want to talk to them because they haven't a fucking clue what they're talking about. Not their fault. I'm not into it. That's fine. That does not help you when you have depression. You need someone who knows all about football or depression. You know what I mean? You need someone yeah. who knows, who watches all the games, who knows the, 
the youth squad who who knows all the managers, who 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 listens to all the blogs, and you need someone who's into it completely. Someone who can relate. To sit down, and someone says to you, "You think you're likely to win the league this season?" And you just like, "Really don't know, man. I really don't know." And you look at each other and nod and go, "Yeah." And the two of you know what you're talking about because you know all the stuff. It's just a different thing. It's a different thing completely. Um, and people always say like, "Oh, well, like, or oh, you know, Johnny tried to kill himself." And like, I wouldn't mind. Like, I sent him a text saying, "I was always here to talk if you ever needed to talk." That's fucking ridiculous. They'll never ring you to talk at any stage ever. They'll never ring you to talk. Someone who has depression or went through depression will never text you saying, "I'm here to talk anytime," because they know that's fucking ridiculous. Mm. You know, and it's not your fault if someone kills themselves. They're not thinking about you. Even if you're their closest friend since you were five years of age and that person is 60 years of age and they fucking kill themselves, it's nothing got to do with you. It's got oh, to do with no, that person no. that's under so much pain they want to get out and that's it. It's nothing got to do with anybody. And it's not your fault for not understanding it. You cannot understand it unless you went through it. You can't. I actually have a fucking pet peeve with counsellors like I remember when I went to see my counsellor, it was a lady, she was so nice and so so intelligent and so worldly about every bit of knowledge there was on depression. But I knew after a session and a half that she wasn't going to help me because she did not know the subject, what she was talking about, because she never had it. She didn't know. She yeah. knew a lot about it. It's like me sitting down and learning everything about the leg and about the muscles and the muscle mass and the muscle strength and the, the density of the bone and all the ligaments. And then talking about what it feels like to break my leg. I only know how my leg is broke, what it feels like to break my leg. And at no other time will I know. Mm. Depression is the same. Depression is the same. It's the nastiest, nastiest, nastiest thing you could ever get for a lot of reasons. Because if, like we said a minute ago, if I did, well, it wasn't a car crash. I broke both my legs and I was in a wheelchair for, let's say, six months before I got better and I do rehab and all that. Everyone would know that I'm not running at 100% because I'm in a wheelchair and my leg is sore. I'm trying to get healed. But depression is probably worse than that, but no one knows anything wrong with it. And you're expected to in this world that's not real, in this rat race that's not real, in this nine to five uh, fucking game that's not real, that we're only doing for a couple of fucking 150, uh, 100 years, we're we're only doing this for. Mm. Just because you're born into this doesn't mean this is it. This is what it is now. It It hasn't been this way for the rest of fucking humanity. It's only like this now, and we're born into it, and we think this is what it's always like. It's not. It's not. You don't have to go to college and get yourself fucking 60,000 in debt, and then have to go to work to pay off the 60,000. Then you need somewhere to live. Things are going off. Then you're phoning for politicians who aren't doing what the said they're going to do. People are going around killing people, murdering people, raping people. People only a couple of hundred miles away. The universe is billions and billions of light years. The people are a couple of hundred miles away, starving. Homeless people on the street. People on drugs, fucking you know that were abused and no one gives a fuck about anybody and they want me to kill myself every day for what finish up at 65 and fucking die in my remaining years no thank you very much I'm out I'm not doing that well on that note we we, we will we will uh, on that note (laughs) we'll go I'm out (laughs) (laughs) um And thank you very much. <laughs> You're more than welcome. I often feel that um, like I've, I've never left a conversation on anything like this mm. when I spoke about depression yeah. and felt that I've explained it properly. And this is another time. No, I, I just don't possess the, the words. No, I, not, I, I, um, that's the reason I wanted you on the podcast today. And like, you know, it's an extended podcast um, in a sense. But yeah, I, 
it's important to get everyone's message across that has a mental illness from their perspective. Per- perspe- emails now for the next couple of weeks. People saying, "I left my job. I left my job." Yeah, you'll be like you'll be like uh, you'll be like fucking Forrest Gump. There, you'll be running around. People will be following you. Be like, why are you following yeah. me? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, listen. As I said, I'm my podcast is the Clockwork Junkie podcast. It's out every Monday and Wednesday. Please go to the YouTube channel and have a listen. It's on Spotify and all that jazz as well. I don't talk about depression all the time, and all the time I do. I talk about loads of things. Um, the podcast is out today. For instance, is on the the, the joys. And the love and the pure uh, uh, heartiness of the human fart. So it's it's funny. There you, you know, go. All about depression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On that <laughs> note. <laughs> on that note. Well, Mark. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming on today. Cheers, but not a bother. Any time. Okay. Thank you. Take it easy. All the best. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.